97X. Band the future of rock and roll. Welcome to Donk Teeny, episode 33. On today's show, Steffi gets a magical dong painting for her birthday. Simone discusses meeting the entire cast of Teen Wolf, except Michael J. Fox. And faith in music and employment at Taco Bell are explored when the ladies field listener voicemail on the dong line. Call now, area code 323-301-DONG. And now, here are your hosts, Simone Turkington and Stephanie Drury. Hello, Simone. How are you, Dong? I'm Dong very well. Thank you, Stephanie. How are you, Dong? Well, just before we start recording, you are telling me that a guy came up to you in the park today and asked you if you believed in Jesus Christ. Well, he, well, he was, I was sitting and eating my lunch and then he just said, Hey, nice day today. And yeah, he's just making small talk like that. Like he sounded like a real creep, you know, he was looked like he was, you know, the kind of guys kind of like Guido-esque, but you know, older and just a bit past that. So he was, yeah, you know, asking me all these questions and then, and then said something like, so why are you here alone? It's like, I'm not in a fucking nightclub. You know, wow. <laughs> I'm in a park at lunchtime, you know, at two o'clock. So I said, well, I'm on my lunch break. But, you know, and he's like, oh, you're on lunch. And then there was a pause and I just kept eating. And then he said, do you believe in Jesus? And I was like, oh. <laughs> so I said, I said, no, I don't. And he was surprised. <laughs> I wasn't rude. I just said, oh, yeah, no, I don't. And he's like, you don't? Like, so surprised. It's like, oh, no. you, you must have known that was a possibility or else you wouldn't have asked if I did. And then and then um, he said, you don't? I said, yeah, no, I don't. He's like, well, he still loves you. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, and then I just said, yeah, that's what I hear. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Then what? Did that drive him away? No, then he said something. I think he was just, you know, more, you know, being all smug, like, yeah, well, you know, it's okay that you don't believe because Jesus still loves you anyway kind of vibe. Wow. And and I just said, well, he said, he's, he's taking care of you. Don't worry. And I said, I seem to be doing pretty well without him. Thanks. And then I walked away. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. So there's just no a... winning within those conversations because no. no matter what you say, they're just going to keep talking at you. It's not like exactly. they're talking to you. I just feel it's like they're talking at me. No, it's not a conversation. It, it's absolutely not a conversation. Yeah. But so I have a I have a segue. We did cool. have a conversation on the Facebook page today. <laughs> we did. It was real give and take. Were, <laughs> actual give and take where yes. we were trying to decide what kind of background to put on the website, the Dongtini page. Very important aesthetic question. Yes, um, and this so. this this and I, I feel this threatened to, to, to just Tear the, tear the whole podcast apart. You know, I think this could have been the fracture that just ended the whole thing if we couldn't come to a resolution. Because, yeah, I've just thrown my hands up in the air and said, fuck this, I can't work under these conditions. I'm not having a plain background on my fucking website. Because oh. I'm the fan of minimalism and Simone <laughs> likes, likes the colors. I like personality. 
pretty shiny colors. Yeah, <laughs> and, pretty. and I like the the snow blindness. <laughs> <laughs> so, come to find out, it was kind of split, sort of down the middle, where. Yeah, we people ended up suggesting a pale background. So we thought, how about, or I think our friend Nathan, who did the Dongtini logo, suggested, <laughs> how about a pattern of grayed out dongs in the background? Yes. <laughs> and I think that's the winner. It's got some pattern. It'll have some texture. There'll be sort of an image, but it'll be fainter. And it'll just, I think it really leans into uh, both of our, our tastes. So I, I think uh, I think that's the key. And also, what about my suggestion today in email? You didn't respond. Which one? I said... Should the dong have wings? <laughs> wings, yes. I love that. You, yeah, I did send that to Dawn, not Dawn, but Dawn, when asking her to commission a painting of dongs for our background. And I included, should the dongs have wings? <laughs> I just love that flying dong video. We should totally put that flying dong video on the website. I think we've had oh. it on the Facebook page. But, but listener, if you want to keep up with day-to-day dongs, you'd need to follow us on Facebook because there's a whole lot more dongs going on there, more so than in the actual show. So yeah, that's your dong central. So what was the major event that you went to on Sunday that you're not telling me about, but you just said it was major and it was an event? It was major. So I found out about on Saturday and I had plans to do something else on Sunday, but I cancelled it (gasps) because they were screening Teen Wolf with the whole cast except Michael J. Fox. Oh, (laughs) <laughs> and I was just beside myself. I bet. Oh my god! So I'm just walking around the lobby when I got there, and there's Styles walking around, and there's Boof, oh. and I was like, oh my god! And then my friend Mike went in ahead of me, and I was because I was parking the car, and he texted me, he was like, I see Chubby, and I was like, ah! I was freaking out. So I ended up getting my photos with all of them. That were there, and yes, the only person that actually, the main person that wasn't there was Pamela Wells, you know, the blonde girl that uh, Scott uh, is chasing the whole movie. Yeah, so she wasn't there, nor was her boyfriend, Mick, but pretty much everyone else was there. Oh, and the dad wasn't there, but it sounds like nobody was there, but you know, Styles was there, Boof was there, uh, Vice Principal Rusty Thorne was there, the coach, (laughs) Finstock, was there, and... uh, Vice Principal Rusty Thorne. (laughs) And I got my photo with all of them. And my photo with Styles, I'm holding up my my um, my shopping bag that says, what are you looking at, Dick Nose, in the right font. So it's the greatest thing ever. Oh, my, my gosh. Styles. Okay. I haven't seen the movie since sixth grade. I hope that's okay oh. with you. I haven't seen it in its entirety. But the one, the two phrases I remember are the, what are you looking at, Dick Nose? And also when the coach says, it's not how you play the game, it's whether you win or lose. Yes. <laughs> Exactly. The two phrases I remember. The co- you've got to see it again. You'll love it because the I coach do, is so funny. It. Like whenever it's on TV, he has to watch it. And I remember like when we were first married, I'm like, why are you watching this? He goes, it's Teen Wolf. Yeah, it's Teen Wolf. So great. And I'm not watching, I don't think I'd seen it probably in maybe at least five years. And just, it really holds up. It was so funny. And I was just laughing at even new stuff. I just think it's great. And listeners, if you haven't seen Teen Wolf, who, the, who, the, who hasn't seen Teen Wolf? I mean, come on. I know. No one listens to best. us. So I'm going to put some my picture with Styles up on the website. Styles, yeah. me, and what are you looking at? Dick nose. <gasps> the best. So that was my major event on Sunday. Oh, and one other thing to add. There's this line which uh, when Scott first turns into the werewolf, (laughs) he's he's freaking out and he's leaning up against the wall and he goes, Cheese Wheeze. Cheese Wheeze. And 
me and my friends have always been like, what did he say? What the hell what is did that? He say? Well, it sounds like cheese wheeze, but why would you say cheese wheeze? And so we thought, well, is it, was it Jeez Louise? But he definitely doesn't say what in Louise. So we just looked baffled by this. So when the Q&A came up, I put my hand up and asked ah. the writers <laughs> what he was saying. And the audience kind of giggled because everybody knew it was hard to interpret. But yeah, it's it's uh, it's Jeez Louise. So oh. I got it from the writers. So. I never would have forgiven myself if I didn't find that out. So there you have it. I love that you asked that, that you harbored the question for like 20 years and you finally gotten your answer. I know. That's awesome. That's so rewarding. I'm so glad you live in LA. That's the perfect city for you because you get really excited about that stuff. Totally. It's everywhere for you. So that's so awesome. I thrive on that sort of thing. So it's all happening here. Yeah. Well, thriving on the stuff. I have another newscaster segue. Speaking of thriving, (laughs) we got a voicemail from Dawn asking about spirituality and connection to art. Hi, Simone and Stephanie. This is Dawn, which sounds like Dong. Um, first, I wanted to reiterate a, a little story about my mid-20s when knew a Randy Wood, a Chuck Dong, a Derek Wiener, and a Jason Wang all at the same time. I didn't do anything with them. They were just friends. Um, I wanted to ask you both a question, mainly that a lot of the Dongtini podcasts, you know, at one point or another discuss faith, mainly Christian, but um, I was curious to ask if you both would kind of expand on your experiences with belief uh, or trying to find truth as uh, kind of super fans of various bands. Um, and kind of, kind of just as a kind of curiosity about the relationship between something subject, subjective like faith and art and where it intersects with, you know, trying to find, uh, truth. So basically what has uh, your experience with belief as super fans been? And, uh, testimonials, please. Thank you both. I really enjoy the podcast. Bye. That was so amazing. I cannot believe she knew all those dong-named guys. I I know. And she's been telling me about that for years. And now she finally had an opportunity to call in and share it with the Phallus Enthused listener. I know. So amazing. But, um... God, how do you? Did, I want to know. What I wondered is, did they? Did she discuss that with all of them at the time? Did she ever see them all at once? Did they ever have a meeting? Yeah. Were, they, were they in the same group? Where yes, she was they like, all oh, were in the same group together at the same time. Because oh, she she has like a master's in in art. She's an instructor at Cornish, which is this art school here in Seattle. And um, so this is when she was getting like her master's. And so they had to work in these core little groups. And so uh-huh. like these people were assigned together. Oh, maybe because of their names. And Dawn so- kind of sounds like Dong. So. Yeah, it totally does. What's funny about the, the name Dawn is that when Americans say D-A-W-N, they say Dawn. And when they say D-O-N, they say Dawn. So it just sounds the same. So, yeah, it does. Uh, yeah, but, but I have a friend also named Dawn. And, and but Australians, you say Dawn or Dawn. Dawn. Dawn ah. or Dawn. Very different. Dawn. So, but I feel weird when I call my American friend Dawn. Because it just sounds like such a... An aberration of a name. <laughs> the way well, she how says did you it. say your maiden name? Dawn. Okay, and then Dawn or D A W. Dawn. Yeah, exactly. Nice. So anyway, so now to uh, 
Don's question. She's complicated. She's very deep thinker. And, um, um, yeah, she wrestles a lot with this with art because she teaches, like, freshman-level um, art class, and she's trying to tell the students, like, your art has to come from a certain place that's dark and scary, but, you know, free and beautiful, too, and they don't understand <laughs> a lot of the time. Wow. And so she's real frustrated with that. But, um, yeah, she's really into all this. And um, I don't know how... I think I said in a recent episode that being at a show that I love, like a gig or concert, um, is, like, the closest... You know, it just makes me feel like heaven might yes. might be like that's heaven on earth for me. So totally, totally. And, and just listening to, I mean, of course, in person, like the the live music experience is different than just listening to it. But even listening to it is is heaven. So there's something to that that I'm just really drawn to. And I know you're the same way in some ways. Totally, totally. Well, what I what I what I made me think about is, you know, I feel like people, you know, I think people are always without even consciously realizing it, or looking to art to sort of you know, reflect what they're feeling and just kind of represent what we believe in, in a way, you know? So it's yeah. like, yeah, this, th- you can sort of put this in front of people and say, here, this is what I'm into. And, and it kind of explains you in a way. And yes. I, when people really, really get into stuff, it's, it's, they've connected with this thing and, and, it, and they kind of see it as a reflection of themselves. So I think that's why I really get caught up in taste and you're asking somebody what they like, you know, it, it mm-hmm. kind of, it, it's a window into, into that, into that person. And not everyone takes it that seriously, but people who do take it seriously, it, it, I feel like that's a big, a big, um, a big indicator and with wanting to find that reflection in the music that I like, I found that it's become really important to me for the artist to be sincere. And that's something that's long been important to me. So, and as you know, and, 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 and you know, she asked for a testimonial. And Stephanie and I are friends uh, because we both uh, are obsessed with Supergrass. And that's how, and that's, that's exactly what I was talking about. Like we connected from yep. that. Like you find, you find a common bond. With something. And that doesn't always lead to a, a great future friendship because I used to think everyone who liked Mr. Bungle was awesome, but there are so <laughs> many Mr. Bungle fans who are such <laughs> fucking wankers that I learned that not to be true. But it's a good starting point. It, it definitely is, a, is, is hope. As soon as you meet somebody like, oh my God, that's so cool. It's like, it's like they start mm-hmm. up and they can only go down from there. Yeah. So it's very important for me for for, for the bands to be, be sincere. And when I uh, first got to hang out with Supergrass in 2008, because I've always just felt like they were such a sincere band, and that really I feel like I feel that just in my body and in my soul, like that. Yes. That's why it spoke to me in such a way because it was very honest. And you know, so much rock music and so much corporate fluff going on that I really believed in it. And then I started to wonder, gosh, I think I've probably just concocted this because that's what I want to believe, you know, and I'm very much mm-hmm. against doing that sort of thing, as mm-hmm. we know. So then when I got to talk to Gaz about it, I, I don't know how I didn't ask him or anything, but just sort of came up in conversation how they turned down doing that monkeys remake in the 90s when they were at their peak and he's like yeah we just wanted to make our next album we weren't interested in in doing that we we're just really excited to do that and i was like that's exactly it like everyone mm. pay, pays lip service to being you know all about the art and all that but then they do corporate fucked things and sell mm. out but they didn't and just everything they've always done is always you know i, I really felt like talking to them and getting to know them that they, that i i didn't make it up it, it, they were real and it came through in the yeah. music and it was really really important and but most bands I think do end, end up letting you down so I've kind of learned to let that go and not expect it too much but it's yeah. nice when it does work out it really is that and I wasn't I just don't re- I remember thinking Supergrass isn't going to let me down like, like they just seemed super genuine and um just kind of they have this like generosity of spirit that um yes 
I'm really drawn to and I don't know how that communicates in their music exactly. It's just that thing that you can't put words to. But, no, it's um, just a feeling. It's just yeah. a, it's just a vibe that comes through. It's nothing nothing else. It's amazing. But Dawn asking about, you know, deeper truth and that's I think that's what we're drawn to is like that exactly. because that resonates with us. That that's truth for us. Yeah. And we can't describe it, but we're, you know, just drawn to it. So Yeah, and I mean I've um, I've been really burned by other bands that you know, I, I, I believe in not 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 to the extent extent of, of Supergrass, but you know, like like Green Day, for example. I mean, whatever. People are laughing because I was into Green Day. I don't care. But I've loved Green Day, and they just they just seem sincerely fun and just good mm-hmm. time band. They were never my favorite band, but I was my most fun ever at their shows. And then they just became so just orchestrated and it was just corporate and there was just nothing yeah. real about it anymore just the, the you know just let loose have fun times i went to a couple of shows where they just like took requests and you know just made shit up as they went along so when you suddenly oh, go to this fun. thing where every show billy joe saying fuck george w bush it's like yeah you said this <laughs> when i saw you six months ago it you know it's just it's worthless you know so yeah. Oh my god, Greg went to a show once and saw a guy do um, like some sort of stream of consciousness thing and then I think he saw a video or heard a recording of something later and he did the exact same stream of consciousness. Oh, no. And that's way. exactly the kind of uh, the dirty three. So oh, okay. that's that's the exact kind of lies yeah. in, in, in faith that, that people just kind of glaze over and don't want to know about. Well that's my problem so. with you two is <laughs> I love them yes. so much and they're I was just listening to Boy the other day, and I, you know, they're just so good. And then it's, I just remember when I'm like, oh no, oh no, oh no. Like they used to make me cry. I had posters of them all over my room in high school, and blah blah blah. And oh, it's just so sad now. It's so sad. They just need to, to <laughs> stay home and lie down. <laughs> Seriously, God. like Bono should Bono's still such write a things, fucking but. I just he can still write things I think but when you just see these see them it's so because they did the Green Day thing they got so they're they're so have so much money and um, I think it's hard to to create something really <laughs> pure when you're you know not coming from I don't I don't know I don't know what I'm talking about. Well, but, do you know um, about their whole their whole tax evasion thing in, in yeah, Ireland? Yeah, that like was they put disturbing. all their money in I think the Netherlands where Offshore's they don't get shelters. taxed. Yeah, and they, and 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 Ireland, they could probably save Ireland with the amount of money they would have to pay in taxes, you know. And they 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 don't give a shit. So yeah, that's it's, disturbing. Uh, it's very disingenuous. But wh- when you said about Dawn trying to get her students to find that truth and that and that 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 depth in, and put it in their work, I, I mean, and she said that they can't really find it. Mm-hmm. I, do you think that that's an ongoing problem throughout the years, or do you think that I wonder if that's a just sort of the way things are now like kids are so much more narcissistic and their heads um, are just in their phones and you, you know, know what? i just think I, we're in troubled times so yeah i, I think w- that every generation has had this problem like i remember i was reading something about in the 1950s um like they were polling the people who were in their like 40s and 50s you know the parents of these teenagers in the 50s and uh-huh. they were so frightened for the future 
because of yeah. the teenager's behavior, you know, that sort of thing. So Yeah, well, um, I, I get it, that, but I feel like it's 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 gradually getting worse. Like, what they thought was bad was tame compared to what's happened. Like, it's, it is gradually getting worse. So their, their, their concerns are valid, but mm-hmm. in looking back on them, it's like, oh, well, that was no big deal. But yeah, <laughs> I, I just feel like it's devolving down, 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 down. It could be. I mean, because they did some survey and kids, like, the highest ranked thing that kids want to do is be a celebrity. And it, it doesn't even say... Yes, they did something like what kids want to be. I think this is maybe from about a year and a half ago. And the thing uh, kids wanted to be the most when they grew up was a celebrity. Because we're in this culture where people just get famous for just being stupid. For making sex tapes. Exactly. (laughs) The grossest thing ever. So that's, that's, you know, where, that's where I'm worried where the kids' minds are going now. That they just want to, they you know they're seeing all this instant success on tv with like american idol and things like that so it's why should it like you know yeah. we're used to people people we admire putting in all the hard work and these people just want to be famous when that's your end goal then the art you produce is not going to be very good yes <laughs> you're <laughs> totally right so uh, yeah i'm concerned but she, she has hilarious stories she said that there was um there's a group of girls in her class that were saying I would literally die if I didn't have a Taco Bell in my town. (laughs) There are so many things wrong with that sentence. So many. The misuse of literally, the need for Taco Bell. Oh, man. So sad. I hope we answered the question. I think we we covered a lot of ground. Do you have anything else to add? I don't think so. That's a big question, Dawn. It was a big question. Speaking of Taco Bell, we have another call from Big Tasty. <laughs> I would almost say he's Dong Teeny's resident Dong artist because he just draws <laughs> Dongs all the time. And he already did that before Dong Teeny even existed. Dongs are a big part of Tasty's work. Anyway. You know what, uh, though? I have to say this real quick. I am please. a horrible friend and Dong, pod, dong cast host because I did not um, tell you guys about this painting that Dawn made for me. For my birthday, which <gasps> is you didn't, you mentioned it, but I haven't seen it. I mentioned it to you, but I haven't because I was so excited about Peter Rollins' story last week. So, um, Dawn presented me at my birthday party with a gorgeous pencil and watercolor painting she had done of several different dongs, and it is a thing of beauty. And I'm gonna try. I've been trying to take a decent picture of it so you can see all the nuance, but um, yeah. I'll put that on the site, trusting that I will be able to capture it. And um, so she could be our female resident dong artist. And I think Tasty is probably our male resident dong artist. But they're both really good at drawing wieners. Very good. (laughs) Excellent work. And that's a perfect seg. It segs from dong to dongs to dongs to Tasty. And there's Taco Bell tying it all together. (laughs) So, uh, So Tasty called the dong line and left a voicemail. And uh, here it is. Wow, that new voicemail prompt sounds great. I totally understand it. It is great. Uh, this is Big Tasty. I'm 34 years old. I'm driving home from work presently. I want to tell you a little something about, I guess, Taco, you want to hear the Taco Bell story? It's fun. Like, that's super exciting. But from September of 1994, until June of 1995, I was employed by the Taco Bell Corporation. That was my senior year of high school from the age of 17 till 18. I don't know. That's weird. 
the one business in which you don't want the people handling you or your food to be to be sick is the one business in which you can never ever call them sick. That's the truth of the business anywhere you go. Like uh, it's opening up a little bit depending on where you go. But when I was OE last. 17, probably, I think it was the time I went home for Christmas. I hung out with my brother and my sister who were much younger than I was. And if you know anything about young kids, they're fucking contagious with disease. All they do is they bring diseases everywhere they go and you get sick every time you're around young kids. And my brother and sister got up after this, this bout with a little childhood ailment. I figured I'd be fine because I, was, I thought I'd had it. And I was done with this childhood ale. I was back in Indiana reporting back to work at my job at the Taco Bell in Marion, Indiana. In Marion, Indiana, the site of the last lynching, the last public lynching in 1936 was in Marion, Indiana. So I got back from this trip and uh, I was a little busy. Like I was at school that day. I went to. So I'm a shitty storyteller and I didn't realize that there's a time limit on the thing. So I was a little busy at school, and I thought I was getting like a cold or a flu or something. I showed up to work because I had to go work the drive-through. I, I worked, I mainly worked customer services. Um, so I'm in the front, you know, dealing with people. But I'm like busy. I show up to work, and I, I go to the toothless, you know, woman that smells like cigarette smoke and methamphetamines, or if that has a smell, I'm pretty sure. But she was definitely like a tweaked out bitch. I was like, yeah, I'm really sick. I got kind of a fever, I think, and I got these little, these little red spots forming on my stomach right now. And I'm like, I think I have something serious. And uh, in typical fast food management situation, she was just like, uh, don't avoid. She said, just get back to work. Fucking just get on to work. Stop your complaining and do it. So I worked the drive-through window for an entire night. I made a few tacos here and there because sometimes. He had pulled off the, the drive-thru window to throw together a bean burrito or, you know, wrap it up and throw it in the microwave for 10 seconds to get it all nice and melty. And dizzy and dizzy and dizzy, and I get through the shift, and I go home, and I go to sleep, and I pass out, and I wake up. Next day, I'm covered in fucking, I don't know what you call pustules or, like, whatever the chicken pox are. But I had gotten fucking chicken pox when I was almost 18 years old, and I worked... I worked a full six-hour shift, like, communicating chicken pox to the entirety of Marion, Indiana, because I'm pretty sure, like, a lot of people got sick because I was at work that day. That's it. If you need any more fast food stories, don't ever hesitate to call me, because I've had burritos smeared all over the ground in response to my being a faggot, according to local school bullies. I've had burgers thrown at me for not having mayonnaise on both buns. Thank you, Tasty, for that wonderful, wonderful story. <laughs> that heartwarming uh, chicken pox sharing story. So that's horrifying. I cannot believe that fast food, well, any food place wants to keep anyone sick around. In my office, we don't handle food. We still want to get any sick people out just so it doesn't spread, you know? No. I, so miserable. That's how we are. They're like, go home. No, seriously, go yeah. home. <laughs> yeah. But in food service, it's such a stressful world. They must keep you there at risk of sickening people. Gosh. Is that true that children just carry disease that much? Like they're just walking disease carriers? Because that's where you got it. It's chicken pox. Yeah, it's totally true. Oh, God.
God, it's disgusting. Can you do something with the kids when I come visit in a couple? Weeks? Well, my kids, I, I hate, <laughs> I know, right? I hate to say this out loud, but like my kids are never sick. Oh, really? And, um, yeah, they just don't really get sick. But all my friends' kids do, like all the time. So, gosh, there's awesome. that. You really knocked out. I feel like I junk, I jinx myself here. I'm going to knock on my footprints. <laughs> my footprints, wood carving. Okay. Well, speaking of wood carvings. Um, we had. <laughs> what? I think we should add segue to um, our tagline on on iTunes because we're the yes. masters of the segue this episode. Masters of the segue, totally. I'm so impressed with us. I know we're not usually this skilled. So speaking, speaking of, of wood carvings, speaking of wood carvings, listener Crystal has offered. Oh, I was been working on uh, making Dongtini themed wood carvings. She lives what? in. Yes, she wants to make some sort That's of right. dong dong it. Christ for you and some sort of dong tiki Aww. for me. So she keeps trying to source the, the, the right wood for it. But anyway, she oh, left a comment so nice. on the website uh, a few weeks ago after you had spoken about your bad roommate stories. And hers, they, they fucking take the cake. So here goes. <laughs> roommate stories from listener Crystal in Hawaii. I had a fat cunt of a roommate who... <laughs> <laughs> I haven't even said anything yet. Looked and smelled like an ogre. Brought home truckers twice her age from her graveyard shift at the gas station. Fucked aforementioned truckers really loudly, then expected us to hang out with her and these dudes. Shoveled potato chips into her mouth with two hands. Crumbs flying a la Cookie Monster. While smoking weed, (laughs) drinking beer and shoveling chips, laying down in bed, she choked, ran into the bathroom, puked all over the place and just left it like that. God. (laughs) Okay, that's that's way worse than any of my roommates. uh, Yeah. Uh, She took up to eight showers a day, masturbated loudly every time, then bitched about the high water bill. (laughs) Oh my God. Is this person? I want to see a picture of it. Crystal, if you have Me a picture, too, we'd love to see it. Thinking. Oh, uh, she used my ex's razor on her gross ginger legs and pits. <laughs> Masturbated with my ex's electric toothbrush and left it in the bottom of the shower. On. The last one was what got her kicked out. Isn't that the worst three months ever? Amazing. Oh. So. This is too good. I know. Yeah, I need, it's almost I need too photographic good to be documentation of this. Yes, I want to wow. see a, a video of the vibrating toothbrush in the in the bottom of the shower. Um, oh, she had man. one more incident, which I don't know. This is worse in a different way. Then I had some other fat weird roommates. A couple. She seemed like a normal chick at first. He was obviously a freak right from the start. Dude was one of those big fat guys with hair down to his ass dyed black. He wore those strappy <laughs> pants with metal holes in them, faggy goth type pants. <laughs> He had a sword collection. I think he got it at like Walmart or something. (laughs) Walmart swords. When he moved in, he asked me if I would be scared if he put his swords on the wall. They were engaged. She was six months preggers when they moved in. It was a three-month deal. These people ate nothing, and I mean nothing at home, but frozen dinners and frozen corn dogs. Every meal, it was either they split a 24-pack of corn dogs or had a variety pack of two hungry mans and a kid cuisine. Each. 24-pack of corn dogs. Wow. I know. Bitch would stand in front of the microwave, belly full of baby, for like half an hour. <laughs> well, they didn't move out after the three months, and I had a baby living in my house. 
First time I saw this kid, about a week old, he had a zit. A one-week-old baby with oh. acne. Why am I gasping? Of course, that's normal. But, yeah. Is it normal? Oh, I think she it's thought totally it was normal. because of... Oh, I think she thought it was because the baby was made entirely out of corn dogs and frozen dinners. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> um, to the last line, uh, she's a terrible people. I feel bad for that kid that had to drink liquid corn dogs in the form of breast milk. <laughs> so amazing. Liquid corn dogs in the form of breast milk. I know. So thank you, Crystal, for that. Wow. It's quite remarkable. I really like our listeners. I know. Our listeners are awesome. Keep them coming, people. Email, comments, or um, the dong mail, of course, is the best. This is from, this is continuing on from when you spoke about your raisin bran incident. So that prompted uh, listener Emily to uh, submit this story involving raisin bran. When I was 20, I was dating this guy who lived with two other roommates. It was a typical, really messy bachelor apartment in New York City, and I spent as little time there as possible. One night, we'd been out clubbing late and slept in. I got up before anyone else and was really hungry. I couldn't find my glasses, so I went into the kitchen without them and began to look around for something to eat easily. Luckily, Uh I found a carton of milk in the fridge that was good, and then managed to find a box of cereal. The light was poor, and since it wasn't a name brand of cereal, and I wasn't wearing my glasses, I peeked into the box to see what kind of cereal it was. Raisin Bran! I love Raisin Bran, so I happily poured a bowl and added the milk, found a clean spoon, and sat down to eat. I moved the spoon towards my face, and my eyes focused for the first time. (laughs) Imagine my horror when I realized that the cereal was not Raisin Bran, but cornflakes filled with roaches! No. Yes. So Did bad. she break up with him? <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't say, but I will ask. But that's horrifying. Uh, so, I, I believe she didn't take a bite out of it. I want to know if oh it was moving. Emily, God. tell us. Was, were they moving? Were they alive? Or were they dead roaches? Oh anyway. my God! Thank God she saw that before she. I know. I know bite. what that's like too, because I had an incident really? where, well, with, uh, this is a blind incident, not with roaches and raisin bran. But I, my cat, our cats have this like beige colored toy. And one morning I just hear this squeaking sound and I see Birdsworth on the bed and I see beige and I was like, oh, he's playing with that toy and it's keeping me up. So I went to reach for the toy to grab it and like sort of throw it out of the bedroom door. And I Uh-oh. reached down, what with that squeaking sound was him puking and I just grabbed like <laughs> freshly puked up dry cat food. And I was just going, oh, oh, I was just freaking out, just sitting there with my hands, my fingers spread apart with just cat food, vomited cat food in my hand. Oh, God. I'm gagging. I'm gagging at the idea of cat puke. There's nothing worse than cat puke. It's so slippery. I know. Well, at least it wasn't wet food cat puke. Wet food cat puke is worse than dry food cat puke. At least this was dry food cat puke. But I was still horrifying. There's another... Another problem with blindness. Uh, <laughs> blindness. I'm really blind too, without my yeah. glasses. Like, and it's such a. I'm. I lose my glasses as much as I lose my phone. Probably. I'm like, <laughs> oh, which really? is worse when you can't find your glasses because you're blind. So what are you supposed to do? Let's let's talk prescription. How blind are you? 
Oh, I'm minus six in my right eye and minus 5.25 in the left. You? Oh, I'm minus six in my left eye and minus five in my right. Wow! Yep. We could like wear each other's glasses if we turn them upside down. <laughs> <laughs> We're ebony and ivory. <laughs> we are! We will be once we sort out this fucking wallpaper problem on the website. <laughs> I think we found the perfect Living in compromise. perfect harmony. Yes. Grayed out dongs with wings. Yes. All right. Um, so please call the dong mail. Uh, we love you all. So until next time, goodbye, Simone. Bye, Stephanie. Bye. Bye.